Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Why it matters. Money FM 89.3. It is the evening runway. I'm Elliot Danker. It's time now for Why It Matters. Products and services, not the only valuable things that your company owns. By understanding and optimizing brand value, companies can invest in a powerful strategy for long-term gains. Now, according to Brand Finance's ASEAN 300 2023, most airline brands have witnessed an uptick in brand values this year. With the resumption of flight services as the COVID-19 pandemic bore the restrictions loosen, as well as the signing of the 2022 ASEAN-EU Comprehensive Air Transport Agreement, airlines' brands are bolstering flight services and operations through extensive marketing campaigns. So what are the top brands for this year and what are the most valuable ASEAN brands and who are ASEAN's fastest growing brands? Let's get some answers right now. My guest on the line is Alex Hai, who is Managing Director Asia-Pacific Brand Finance. Alex, good afternoon. How are you? Hi there. Thank you for having me. Very good, thank you. Let's talk a little bit about brand value and brand strength. What is the difference between these two? What will you tell companies when it comes to understanding these terms? Okay, well, ultimately what we're trying to establish with analysis of brand valuation is the effectiveness of historic marketing. So when you're doing evaluation, you understand first how strong a brand is, and then you understand how, when you look into the future and analyze the impact of that brand strength on a business's performance, what really is the return you're getting? And so uh, what you're really trying to do as a company is improve that brand strength and apply it in a way that gets you a better return. And so here, when we talk about the analysis of airlines, you know, the performance has been strong this year, but it's really a collection of the impact of strong marketing performance over the last few years. Okay, okay. So let's talk about the Brand Finance ASEAN 300 2023 report. Tell us a little bit more about it. Who was surveyed in this? So, yeah, so this is part of a global study of the world's top 5,000 most valuable brands. And within that, obviously, we look at different regions, different sectors. And this year, for the first year, we've summarized that into a list of the top 300 ASEAN brands. We cover 150,000 people in 40 different countries looking at what they think of different brands' reputations and the awareness they have for those brands. And we put that into a model that helps us to understand the value at the end of that. Okay. And this is the first year the report has been released. You talked about, you know, trying to understand this list. What do you want companies to take away from it? Or or how can they use this list to their advantage? Yeah, so, well, we've actually been studying the value of ASEAN's or the brands in Asia for the last 16 years. But actually, we've been separating them into the different countries and we haven't sort of unified them into this overall regional list. But we felt for the first time this year that it was worth putting them together because there are some trends that you can see across the region. What we're really hoping to show is that the is to first show that the value of brands is significant and that helps marketers establish the importance of what they're doing and generate support for more investment in building up their brand strength and also to understand the impact of big reputational risks that can have significant impacts on businesses' performance. So the airline brands seem to come out top as far as positive brand growth or brand value growth is concerned. A lot of that attributed to the fact that, you know, it it was rebooted post-COVID-19. My question, Alex, is do you see this lasting considering, yeah, you got a nice jump from post-COVID? Yeah, I think, you know, you've got to be muted in your 
in your excitement about the performance of airline brands. Obviously, sure. they suffered significant losses during the period of COVID. Mm. And really, this is, a, this is a period of recuperation. But what we are seeing is there has been a resilience in perceptions people have towards these brands and actually coming out of the pandemic, both commercial and tourist travel is really rebounding very strongly. And uh, there was a very strong period of growth before COVID and we're looking like we're getting back into that period now. Mm. But, but ultimately, these airline brands are not the only brands that have done well in our study. We also cover all different other sectors and, and we can see that the top most valuable brand is Petronas, it's yeah. oil and gas brand. Also, many of the top brands are banks and financial services. And ultimately, uh, measuring people's perceptions of your brand and the impact that that has on your business's performance is ultimately important, regardless of the sector that you operate in. Actually, I'm quite curious about the Petronas one, since you brought that up, oil and gas. I mean, why is this the top valuable ASEAN brand? Yeah, so ultimately, the value of a brand is related to its strength and also to the business that it operates in. If you think of a brand like Ferrari, it's going to be very, very strong. Okay. But ultimately, the number of cars that they sell is very limited. So the impact in terms of overall value that you get from using the Ferrari brand on the current business is going to be low. So Petronas is a strong brand operating on a very, very big business. So operates in upstream um, production, but also in Malaysia in downstream retailing, refining and marketing. And you therefore have a kind of very strong and valuable mix. Okay. They love brand, but on a very big business. And those two things come together mm. to deliver a very strong value for the brand. Another aspect worth looking at is the ASEAN fastest growing brand list where you've got the hourglass on top. Funny, Sheng Xiong is also there. What did these two brands do right? Yeah, so, well, the hourglass in particular, I think what we found is that, again, post-COVID, there's been a strong movement, or at least recently, there has been a strong movement towards spending, particularly on luxury goods. And okay. so the hourglass has been doing well, both in Singapore, but also we've charted that growth in its regional expansion as well. So in Malaysia and Australia. And so it's, it's actually a real, you know, strong success story for Singapore mm -hmm. to have a retail brand doing so well. Um, but we've seen that across. So if we look in, uh, you, you mentioned Sheng Tiong, but, but also across retail in, in other markets like Thailand, we've also seen a strong recovery in that sector. So it's really like a, a kind of reversion to, to growth following the kind of negative effects from the pandemic. So it kind of comes back to our, our conversation about the airlines, the kind of initial boost they get simply because they lost so much during the pandemic. Alex, my question then would be, you know, as we go into 2024 and a little bit beyond, what kind of trends do you see as far as brand value and strength is mm. concerned for ASEAN brands? Yeah, so obviously it very much depends on the sector. But one thing okay. we really see going through all sectors is the issue of sustainability. So ah. I mentioned I mentioned Petronas. Petronas has just recently launched a new subsidiary called Gentari, mm. which is focused on renewable energy. You can see also in the activities and plans for all of the banking brands, a strong focus on community support, but also sustainable financing. So financing of renewable energy projects, uh, support for clients investing in the transition from carbon heavy to more green energy sourced production capabilities. But you, you also see it in telecoms. Singtel is also 
very committed to its sustainability activity. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really the trend that we'll see now. It's, it's a very important part of brand strength and image. You know, yes, price is important. The customer service is important. Quality of the product and service is important. But sustainability really gives brands this kind of extra incremental benefit to their reputation and ultimately protects them from you know, potential reputational risks, mm-hmm. you know, if, if they're found to have, let's say a bank have financed a very carbon intensive project that creates negative impacts for the community or the country that it operates in, that can have significant impacts to the reputation of your, of your brand mm-hmm. and ultimately lead to a much reduced brand value. But is there a correlation between that and the demographics that are going to be higher spenders as we move? You know, the Gen Z is obviously going to be on par with the millennials as far as spending is concerned. Is there a correlation between that and demographics? Certainly. I mean, we certainly do find that young people are more interested in environmental causes and sustainability as a topic in general. And I think we find that they're more worried. But it's also, like you say, an an issue of affluence. Mm -hmm. And that's why we see in places in, in markets like Singapore, this issue being a little bit more important than in other markets. But ultimately, the direction of movement is towards this being a topic that will be more and more important and it is certainly that something that people need to need to bear in mind regardless of the demographic or the market Mm-hmm. As more education on the topic comes out as well, for sure. I've been speaking with Alex Hai, who is the Managing Director Asia Pacific for Brand Finance. Alex, I appreciate your time. Take care and have a great Monday evening. Yeah. Thank you very much. You too. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.